Yeah. But it's kind of funny because everybody was saying that Dion was a jerk for coming in there and doing what he did. And now, now Venables, all Venables says is I didn't do it like Dion. And now everybody's saying Venables yeah. is a jerk. You're listening to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Todd and his three sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Welcome back to all of our friends, family, and even our foes to the Fox Den Podcast. Along with my sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon, I'm Todd Fox. And obviously, we're the Fox Den. Boys, it's uh, episode 77. What player do you think of that wore that jersey number? Luka Doncic. No explaining needed. The most overrated player in the NBA currently. We'll save that for another podcast. There you go. <laughs> go with good old Andrew Whitworth. Offensive tackle for multiple teams, most notably the longest. Cincinnati Bengals played with the Rams for a while as well, won a Super Bowl there. Um, retired after the Super Bowl. I would imagine he'd be in the conversation for Hall of Famer in the next four to yeah, five he years. He will. So, did did he win a Walter Payton Award? Do you? Uh, yes. Yeah, he did. Do you think he thinks of himself more as a Bengal or a Ram since he won Super Bowl with the Rams? Ram. Uh, probably Bengals. Ram. Do you really think so? I would say Ram, but also mainly because I feel like if he has any conversations with family and kids and stuff, that's all they're going to remember. Well, let's just ask him himself. Steve. It's uh, Andrew, but Andrew, yeah. Whatever. Andrew. Andrew Whitworth. I know. I'm just messing with him. Andrew, come on. Wink. Dog, who you got? Well, since, you know, we discussed before this podcast who we were picking, and for the first time ever, I announced, and I said Andrew Whitworth, and Gary still came out and stole it. I think we're going to go Paul Coffey. Uh, played in the NHL from 1980 to 2001, five-time Stanley Cup winner. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah most he... goals by defensive men in a single season, most points in a single game by a defenseman, eight-time scoring leader by defenseman, longest point streak yeah, by defenseman, NHL Hall of Fame, born in Weston, Ontario, Toronto, Canada. He played for the Edmonton Oilers, Pittsburgh Penguins, Los Angeles Kings, Detroit Red Wings, Hartford Whalers, big fan of the Whalers myself. Paul Coffey, that is number 77. You know the saying, when in wrong, go Paul Coffey. Well, you know, my thoughts are, I'd love to say Carl Mecklenburg. I really would play for the Broncos, hoping to get him on the podcast at some point. Jim Jeffcoat. I, he at one time played for all, like he played with, played for Tom Landry, Jimmy Johnson. I know he played for, uh, I think he played for Switzer maybe a year or two, but he was, uh, he was really good. Good old, good old Jim. Jim Jeffcoat, I think he, he coached there for a while uh, as well. That's who I, that's who I would think of. Never heard of him. How, yeah, well, I don't know how you're a Dallas fan, but you're only like, 10 years old though too so anyway Garrett what do you got uh, for OU you uh you got some information for us yeah well first you know we talk about recruiting later on in this podcast but we'll start out Brent Venables has been getting a lot of heat 
the last week, week and a half or so for a couple comments he's made. This comment here is uh, about Deion Sanders, Colorado coach. So uh, we'll just play that here. So you're going to talk about a, a culture change and, you know, a resetting of the standards and what the expectations are. You know, you know, I gave guys 12 months of grace. and I was unlike Dion. I gave guys 12 months of grace to figure it out. Here's the three. You know, go to class, you know, live right off the field, and you show up over here, man, you show up with respect and appreciation for your opportunity. And if you go over three for 12 months, you need a fresh start. So we help 21 guys, you know, give or take, you know, find a, you know, a fresh start. So you can talk about So obviously, you know, Brent Venables is referring to, as most people probably know, Dion coming in, completely pretty much flipping the Colorado roster and kicking out probably about 75, 80% of the players that were on the on the roster, trying to make room for his own players. And Brent's obviously saying that's not how he did it or would do it again. And so a lot of people, I guess, some of you guys might have heard that for the first time. So, you know, how does that make you guys feel, you know? I understand what he's saying. Like, Dion kind of came in and did a lot. But also, you got to think, two completely different programs. Oklahoma is a winning program. We'd been winning, not not winning the way we want to win, but we'd been among the top top teams in college football. Colorado, not so much. He came, wanted to ch- completely change it. He basically said, "Hey, if you don't, if you're not here to win, get out." But Venables came into like the people, the team he had. It was a solid team. We lost a couple of big players, but. So I understand what he's saying, but I understand where Dion's coming from as well. That's what I was going to go into is Venables coming in kind of ha- not had to change him and fit into OU, but you kind of want to like get into the OU culture. But Dion, like, yeah, he's he might be looking to change it rather than just get into it. And that's why he's there in the first place. And there's also just. You could ask 100 coaches and there might be 100 different answers on what they would do in their situations. So I don't think anybody should be bashing either one for what they did. I don't know if he was actually bashing. I mean, because I I mean. No, I'm talking about uh, the like fans, fans or okay. media talking yeah. about Venables. No, sure. I don't think Venables was. He There's just two two different styles. Colorado in one game last year. They stink. OU came, you know, he OU had won uh, multiple games. How many did they win? Like nine, nine the year before? Ten. Uh, ten. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Riley left, took three players with him. A lot of players left, a lot of recruits left. You know, I feel like there's kind of a little bit of a – feel like there's a little bit of – it sounds like excuses in there, in my opinion. Don't like him. But my thoughts are, like, if there's some players in there that, that you really didn't want to be there, then get rid of them. Right off the bat, who just adios. But the other side of me, like if OU, when we start winning again, I love it. I hope he does it all the time because I want to be, I want to be the Miami Hurricanes of the 2020s and 30s. Like people hated that school, hated because they were so just mouthy, cocky, but they were the best players. And that's Jimmy Johnson help create that i would i would love it if that i know probably is not going to happen but i want to be that team that everybody just despises except for the uh the true ou fans 
Well, and you brought up players leaving and stuff like that. So when Venables came in, the players that were there, the fact that they're still there and they didn't transfer, I feel like shows him that he, he might want to keep them because they're there to play and win OU football. If yeah, that makes sense. I, I so just don't like, know. It already shows him some stuff. I just don't know if there's players that he wishes would have left. Maybe. I don't know. Dion coming in the way he did, and he was like, it's coming, guys. It's coming. I'm, I'm bringing my t- guys with me. You guys, you know, he, you guys are going to have to leave. A lot, you know, he said something about um, Louis Vuitton. I don't know what it was. Yeah, bringing his Louis. Yeah, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how Dion does in Colorado. I hope he does well. I truly think that um, he's going to change that culture. I don't think it'll be done overnight for sure. Give him two or three years. He's either going to roll and be really good, or he's going to just not do well. But track record of him, he'll be fine. But I love it. I love that Venables has the guts to say some stuff. I don't think he – and again, I know you didn't say that, but I just don't think he meant anything personal. I think he just – basically saying there's different styles and he didn't want to, he, uh, he was giving some people some grace, which is cool. Gary, how about you? We haven't, we haven't heard from you yet. Yeah. Gary. Well, I was, yeah, I was just going to say there is a, a quote from Dion swirling around saying like his, of his response, but like, that's not real. It's fake. So if you see oh, a is response it? from Dion or a quote, like it's, it's fake. The only thing he said so far is he tweeted something about, he doesn't know who's, um, spread that fake quote around on the attack of him yeah. and his coaches. So he he's taking Venable's comments as an attack based on his tweet, which in, he is. From, yeah. And so what I've seen is kind of what Dad was saying. I think Venable's in the moment didn't really elaborate enough, but I would imagine he's probably thinking more of like he knows they're in two different situations. Um, and he knew he had good talent on his team. So he, like you said, gave those guys 12 months, but now I, I kind of wish he would have said it until like, I don't want to be that guy who only talks for, you know, after winning or a good season, but it, it's, I mean, we just went six and seven, so it's hard to hard, yeah. back it up, get excited about it, but we'll see. And then, um, uh, yeah, I know he's getting roasted by the by uh, fans talking about how we got drilled forty nine nothing, which yeah. it's kind of funny because everybody was saying that Dion was a jerk for coming in there and doing what he did, and now now Venables all Venables says is I didn't do it like Dion, and now everybody's saying Venables yeah. is a jerk. Like people just people just want somebody to hate. That's uh, unfortunate. The world, the Twitter world we live in. Well, we have a another clip of Venables for kind of taking shots at another university. So six and seven, none of it's any good. Um <laughs> right. But if had we been, you know, had we gotten blown out by a middle Tennessee. Right. Had we gotten beat by Florida State 45 to 3. Right. You know, the conversation's probably a little different. So referring to Miami. Right there, both OU and Miami went six and seven. He's essentially just kind of comparing our seasons. So I know, obviously, most of our games were lost by one score last year. But he's kind of saying Miami, on the other hand, got blown out multiple times by much lesser universities. For one, they paid a 
one and a half million dollars to to come and play Miami, and then they end up beating him. So that's obviously not what you want. But uh, yeah, that's on Mario Cristobal. I guess anything to say on that one? Pretty general, or what prompted him to say that? Pretty much just saying he that I think the question was referring to the six and seven season we just had and the and outlook he was for the future. It. Yeah. Okay. And so he was saying, obviously at the beginning, like, yeah, the fans wise, like if we would have gotten, I mean, we got blown out by Texas, but if we would have gotten blown out by a couple of teams early low, on, low. like like yeah. in Nebraska or something, would have been different, different so- story after the season. I mean, he's not wrong. If he was just like trying to cover up a, a poor season just by talking, it'd be a little poor, I guess, but he's not wrong with what he's saying. And I'm sure some people don't like it, like, oh, it's not classy or whatever, but kind of like that I was talking about, like, forget it, like, just just go for it. I'm not I'm not going to be, like, complaining that he's not classy enough or something, because I'm sure some people are saying that. I haven't seen, but I'm sure some people are complaining that he's not really respectful enough, but... They're just making fun of, of our bad season. That's nah, fine, yeah. Just go for oh, yeah. it. I don't know, just... Uh, I don't... I I don't think he probably meant anything by it. It's a little weird to call out a specific school with specific games, but like the Hurricanes lost five games by double, double digits. Oklahoma lost two. So it's like he's just saying like, yeah, it wasn't a great season, but like we would have lost some of the games that this team lost would have been a bad situation. But I, it is a little weird to call out a specific team who we have no – uh no issues with, but hey, you know. But also, it is like, what it is. Sometimes the best way to communicate something is just by giving giving an example. Well, one Probably. way or another, he was going to have to call somebody out. Uh, if he would have said, yeah. "If we would have lost to a poor team or something," then everybody. That's just like, general okay. speaking. People yeah. would be like, "Well, but obviously. if he would, he could have, he could have called specific teams that we played. Oh, if we would have lost this game, but that's still still taking a shot at that team." Yeah, yeah. The what he was, the example. point he was trying to make, he had to call out a team. I agree. Right. So I, it's it's just a weird situation. It's probably not as deep as what we're trying to make it. I guess now that I. No, I agree. I just wish it would have been more like, I'm sure he knows more teams that got blown out also. So if he would have said, hey, um, other way again, if he would have said, you're looking the wrong way. If he would have said, um, you know, Miami got, or not Miami, but a team got beat this way. Tennessee got beat the crap out of South Carolina. Right. You know, just a couple different things, possibly. Again, I don't think it wasn't towards Mario, I mean, obviously, if it's towards, you know, says something about Miami, I get it. You know, you get a little, probably get a little juices flowing. But, hey, man, I like to be the team that people want to be. I mean, I want to be that. I want to be that team again. That's, we'll be there hopefully shortly. And I'm, I have no, I have no problems with it. I think for, I truly think that he, he, he talks a long time. I can tell you that. Like, he loves, he loves to talk. I know there was a person that interviewed him and by the time he started the question till finally he ended, it was 12 minutes. So I personally think sometimes these guys love to talk. They talk for a long time because they're, because they only have a, a certain amount of time anyway. So then they're thinking, okay, well, they won't be able to get to some of these tough, tougher questions 
sometimes. So I, that that's my thoughts, but I don't know if that's accurate. Obviously, like all the Miami fans are raging at it. And so since, because this was a couple, that comment was a couple weeks ago. And since then, we've gotten two recruits over Miami. Yeah. One, including a five-star tight end and one, a four-star defensive lineman. So a lot of people think it's because Venables so, like, is getting kind of tired of like kids coming in and talking about maybe what Miami's saying about themselves because we battle quite a bit with Miami yeah. and yeah. Florida athletes because Florida is obviously one of the more talented groups in the country. So um, I'm talking about high school wise, universities wise, they all stink. But uh, not for yeah, long. so a lot of people are thinking that he's more referring to just kind of recruiting wise and kind of almost his yeah, no, comparing the two. That's that's true. He's he's doing little daggers there um, to help, which is fine. And the thing is, like fans get upset. I I, I get it. I'd be upset too sometimes, but. Jimmy Johnson, that was a weekly thing with that guy, man. Like he, he was brilliant and Switzer did it too. Like Switzer did. I was like, Oh my God, I love this guy. Cause he was just like, and Stoops, Stoops used to call out the sec, like how, you know, how they would beat the sec teams. And, you know, I know he lost, uh, he lost to somebody. I can't remember who it was at one point, but, uh, Florida in the championship, he lost Florida in the championship. And I know he lost to, um, Ole Miss in a, in a bowl A&M. game. A&M, you know, so he, though. Right. But still, bottom line is, I mean, he was bold enough to say stuff. And then people just, people are looking for stories just to, yeah, it's just aggravating. And I, and I, and like I said, if that's, I mean, I, I don't think that's his character to be, to be rude about it. But if he's trying for recruits, hey, go for it. I mean, cause people are going to rip on us. I mean, you know, they're ripping on us uh, to recruits for sure. We just got to back it up. Sure. And I'll tell you another thing like people are talking about, you know, oh, you, oh, Oklahoma, Texas, they're going to have a rough time in the SEC. Don't disagree. It's going to be harder. But you don't think those other teams are going to be, it's going to be a little bit harder for them too, that we're coming. They got to add us, both of us to the, to that schedule. So it's going to be just as tough for them as well. Adding two more uh, blue blood schools to the SEC. I'm not saying we're going to win it or not saying we're going to win it every year, um, but I like, I mean, as long as he can, uh, which Venables, which I still believe he can, can turn the ship. Um, I truly think that we'll be better, especially some of these defensive guys he's getting, as long as he can coach them up, and they'll be good. And you guys know as well as I do what I've always said. I mean, nothing against Dylan Graber. I like him. I hope he does well. I truly think we'll be 10-2 and two this year, 9-3 and three worst case scenario, depending on injuries, of course. But if we had Kyler, if we had Baker, or if we had Jalen Hurts, uh, or even Caleb, I mean, we probably have a good shot at the national championship this year with that schedule. Yeah, I mean, you look at all the teams leading right now for favorites to get to the playoffs. They all, all have a top 10 quarterback in the country, and I just think we're – I think Gabriel's sitting – he might be top 15. I think he's pretty close to that. It's just it's just hard to say, but – like, like, Yeah, like the you were – back of the NCAA – well, if that was the case, he'd be top 10. But anyways, um, but like you were saying, like you can't tell me like a Georgia or an Alabama is not scared like that they're going to have to start playing Texas and Oklahoma now too. Like right. both, of, both of those teams, they only have to play each other once every, what, four to five years. And other than that, 
All unless you gotta it, do is just have a put together a pretty decent record and you'll be fine. Right. But unless now, it's in the SEC championship game, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. But now, like, you're guaranteed to play Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah. I, know. I mean, and LSU now too. Because LSU's LSU gonna be they're gonna be tough. I'm telling you right here and now they're so, gonna Tennessee. Yeah, but I I'm you know I don't think they're I guess classified as a blue blood. I do think they're gonna be oh, no, something to no, be reckoned with. But no, they're they're, I think, yeah, they're on that next level. Yeah, I, I'll be very interested to see how Tennessee does the next couple of years because last I mean they've gotten pretty good recruits, but last year could have been a total fluke. Yeah, but I think Hypo's a good enough coach. I really do that he'll get get a good quarterback in there. And, and let's face it, I mean it's if you have a good quarterback, that's I don't want to say half of your um, problem solved, but it helps for sure. If you have a decent quarterback and it just proves like what he did. So it'll be interesting. And that's where, uh, Alabama there, who knows what they, I mean, they're always Alabama, but there's, you don't know who the quarterback's going to be this year for sure. hundred percent. So who knows how that's going to work. And I don't even know who Georgia's quarterback's going to be. Do we know? Uh, yeah, we do. He's, he's going to be pretty solid. He'll be all right. Remember. Yeah, he'll be good. It's like yeah. David Be- something Beck, I think. Yeah. But yeah, he'll be solid. Yeah, well, I mean, Carson Beck. And I don't Carson Beck, yeah. I don't disagree. He'll be he'll be he'll be good, but it's just like hey, you know, I mean, he's gonna beat up on the sisters of the poor, the little smaller schools at the beginning. And then once he gets his true test, if it's LSU, I don't know who they play this year, but if it's LSU, I don't think they play Alabama. But if it's LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, some tough row game. I mean, I wouldn't one of the toughest places to play is A and M. That that uh, that home field of Kyle, Kyle Field. There. Oh, scares me to death every time we went there back in the day. But you see what I'm saying? Chances of them going undefeated this year, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I would agree with that. But speaking real quick on Bama's quarterback, they that guy's going to be. From the rankings I've seen, like because they'll do like all these conference rankings of positions and stuff. That dude's bottom three in the SEC. Really? Only ones below him is like the Florida quarterback and I think Mizzou quarterback. Like he is not a good quarterback. Yeah. Joe Milton, I think, is what it is, but we'll see. They'll figure out some way to still they win do. 10 to 11 games. But they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll they'll still be solid. And again, we're not in the SEC this year, but I mean it'll I, I mean, I can't wait. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is seeing those dug-in ticket prices go up. But we've got – who do the first – that first year, don't we have Alabama and Tennessee here? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. South Carolina? That? I think you're right. I think you're Maybe. right. South Carolina. I think you're right. So, um, which I doubt Spencer would still be there, but he could be. Uh, I think he technically could be, but he, he won't. You don't think? Why? I mean, he uh, he puts together an okay season. He'll be a second or third round draft pick, maybe. Is this not his fourth season? Yeah, but they got that uh, COVID. COVID year. He's still technically yeah, he's still technically eligible. part of that because I think that was his first year, right? So he can still play another year because of COVID. And then after that, I think that it's over. I think that'll be done. You know what I mean? But if who knows, he could get, hypothetically get hurt this year, and. He got it like whatever Jason White got that exemption. I don't know whether what it was, medical waiver or some sort of thing. Got to play because Jason White played for us for like six years, and two of them were because of that. So he was like, 
like 45 years old when he when he finally finally finished so any good recruits coming gary yeah it was actually just great great question pa i was gonna say today we just got the four-star wide receiver zion reagans he's bordering borderline four-star five-star on a lot of different stuff so like obviously there's still a whole senior year to be played so if he puts together a good campaign, there's a pretty good chance he becomes a five star. Not that stars matter, but obviously it's definitely good. Uh, he's five seven. He's only 153 pounds, so that's slightly scary. But he also is the fastest player in the country, the most electric player in the country, is what a lot of people say. So he'd be that guy. Where's he from? That. Is he the guy from Georgia? Yeah, he's the player out of Georgia. So five five foot eight, something like that. Five seven, five eight, 150 pounds, yeah. something like that. He can fly. Is he going to be another uh, Hollywood Brown? Yeah, no, that's hold. He won't be an outside guy, but he'll be. I guess you could say kind of a more dynamic Drake Stoops, essentially. So yeah, Stoops is that'll back. Be, uh, that'll be exciting. So he won't play much freshman year, I would imagine. So he'd yeah. he'll have two years to put on a little bit of weight, and I, would I imagine he'd still grow a little bit. But Here's, I want you to think about the coaching again. I know you had a point, right? think about that keep that point it looked like you wanted to say something but my question is the coaching now because what you just said he 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 may not play that first year but you've got to do something because otherwise these kids will leave so you've got to give them something you know what i mean does that make sense like what how much is too much or not enough if that makes any sense you know what i mean i'll be it's because kids kids are gonna leave nowadays i agree i think it's more of just not necessarily how much they play freshman year but more of like what the plan is after freshman year because like we have a lot of talent we have a lot of talent coming in so if you're sitting here you're a recruit thinking you're going start freshman year at oklahoma like you're in for a rude awakening but i don't i could be wrong like i said drake stoops will be gone i think gavin freeman would take that spot but if he's faster and better i mean why not give it to him so yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, outside of him, there's a chance in the next month we pick up two, I'm sorry, three five stars. Yeah. A four star and a three slash four star. The We're going to be in between us and USC for the number one running back in the country, Taylor Tatum. He's uh, out of Texas, I believe. The Marco Murray's the man. Yeah, he's. I would say we're most likely gonna get this guy. Yeah. He's gonna be yeah an absolute stud. And I'm yeah. I think we'll. I think we'll get him. And then we have the number one player in the country, Williams Noire. He's a defensive end out of St. Louis, Missouri, I believe. We are leaning towards it's a battle between us and Georgia. So like Georgia can never be too like confident whenever you're competing with them. Right, but what position? He's an edge rusher. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, though, I mean, do they have enough where this guy's not going to get any playing time and he can roll right into us? I don't know. Who knows? I think he's definitely more being the number one player in the class. Like, you're more development getting to the league kind of deal. But, I mean, either way, if we could land that guy, that'd be insane because he's he's a stud. Like I said, number one player in the country. Like, I don't know when's the last time Oklahoma's done that. But, and then we also have another five-star defensive lineman. He can be inside, outside. He's 
His name's David Stone. He used to. He's from Oklahoma City. He's in playing in uh, IMG Academy right now, which I think is based out of Florida right now. But um, or he's heavily leaning towards us between my us Miami and Michigan State. So his oh, recruitment oh, is pretty State. locked down. He's just kind of, I think, waiting. Don't know really why, but is what it is. So I think we can sure. get him. And then we also got a, let's see here, three-star. He's an offensive lineman, so nothing crazy. It's an interior offensive lineman, which I think we have more to struggle with. Like, typically our tackles are pretty solid. It's more of the interior we struggle with. So we'll see how that goes. And then um, other than that, I think I feel like I'm missing one. But It's okay, Garrett. It's okay. Say more for next week, you know, at some point. For sure. What what else is going on, Kellen? Anything going on with you? Like, like what? I don't know. Life, you know. What are you looking for the most? Like what 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 in this college football season? What are you what are you looking forward to the most? Hopefully, just some improvement. I want to win eight or nine games. If we don't win eight or nine games, like I know Venable said, give them three years. We got. I feel like we get, we need to win nine games. I think nine minimum. Yeah, nine to minimum. Feel comfortable with going in it, rolling into the third year. But I can't wait. I'm excited. But sure, we'll see. Gannon, I know you're going to be um, overseas during the uh, during the season. However, I'm sure you'll be able to catch something at some point. I don't know. What are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I kind of tuned it all out. You know, I'm not I'm not going to really be in touch with college football while I'm gone. You can't get notifications on your phone I from notifications, uh, but from Germany or sending you some texts. Where wherever else you're going, I'll be. Yeah, uh, you're going to be too excited of all this other stuff, and I totally the get Premier it. League. You know, I'll be watching. I'll be watching the real sport, the real football, yeah. live with my eyes. You Which know? speaking of speaking of the real football, isn't Messi starting to uh, play this weekend? I think his first game's coming up. Is it this weekend? Yeah, I thought it was either on it. Like I think it's tomorrow. Is it not? Yeah. That's pretty fantastic if it is, because I want to make sure I uh, somehow, some way, I'm able to watch that game. Cause that'll be, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, records. I'm what time? I'm trying to find that out. I'm assuming it's a home game. I would assume. Yeah, I'm gonna look forward to that. I think it'll be good. Garrett, what about you? What are you looking forward to most next season? 30. Still early, but yeah. Uh, probably the fact that we're just going to go in and win the Big 12 again, show everyone who's daddy, and just, you know, right off into the sunset, which is the SEC. Which I will say this, from the beginning, I was not a fan of it. I'm still not a fan of it, but, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, riding into the sunset and saying, see you later, because they won't be there much longer, that's for sure. Beating sure. up on OSU one last time. Oh, yeah. Spanking little boy around. Oh, it's you, that is. yeah, Little brother. Yes, exactly. Exactly, for sure. Well, what else? You guys got anything else? Kellen, why don't you uh, let the folks know how they can uh, how the hell they can find us? Well, you know, we got a few different few different platforms. Our Instagram page is it's been going on for a little while at Fox Den Podcast. We got a lot of good 
postings there. We're gonna try to up that even more. Obviously, you're all, we're on YouTube, uh, Fox Den Podcast, Facebook as well, where we just kind of at least update you on when the new episode's coming out, so you never miss. I recently overtook the Twitter account, so trying to keep that a little active, getting involved in the community at Fox Den Podcast. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow, start some conversation, tweet at me. You know, what'd you like? What didn't you like? And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you a piece of my mind. You know, we'll have a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, hey, you know, be- let's start a trend. Ask Helen to roast you. And I think, I think that could be a really good trend. You know, just hop on there, you, see what he's Helen's got. Roast of, the, roast of the week. That's what, hey, you know, if you want to be roasted, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll give you my best shot. I've, tweet I've had tweet some- at him to get roasted and we'll get it on the next podcast. How about that? We'll get it on the next podcast, and then you know you can respond. You can you can roast our podcast. You can say, "Hey, this is what I liked. This is what I didn't like." Also, hey, if you got any questions, anything you want us to talk about on know. this podcast, let me know. I'll I'll keep track. If if you know if you seem competent and you want to be on the podcast, let me know. We'll 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 talk about it. You know, just hit me. You have to go through no profanity on podcast. No profanity. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Got to pass the background. You know. Background check. Background check. Good lighting. Oh, Make check. sure you have a good mic and solid. Have Wi-Fi a good connection. microphone and have some lighting, man. I finally got me some lighting. No Wi-Fi is number one though. The little, little weefy. Yeah, the, the little weefy action. If you don't got fiber, don't talk to me. Don't at me. Exactly. <laughs> and then. Make sure you subscribe to our channel over uh, a little over here. I think a little maybe down there. Yeah, subscribe again, to that channel. Subscribe right down there. So push subscribe. And remember, Fox Den Podcast. We kind of changed it up a little bit. Fox Den Podcast. Two X's. Got to remember, two X's because we are we're a little bit extra special. You know what I'm saying? But we want to thank all of our uh, all of our listeners, uh, our friends, our family. And our foes to uh, take time out of our, their day to to listen to our podcast. We really appreciate that. Um, just remember that iron sharpens iron. Please stay safe. Be savage and not average. And remember to join the skulk. Until next time. Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. 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 You've been listening to the Fox Dan Sports Podcast. Find us on Facebook at Fox Dan Sports. That's Fox with two X's. Drop us an email at foxdansports at yahoo.com. And be sure to share this podcast with other sports fans in your life. This has been Fox Dan Sports. Fox Dan Sports.